Welcome to The Excellent Fiduciary, a podcast from Roland Chris, where we explore what it takes to meet and exceed the demands of managing an employee benefit plan in today's complex market. From regulatory developments to fiduciary news and practical tips, tune in to The Excellent Fiduciary for your step-by-step guide in achieving compliance and confidence in a new fiduciary era. Now let's begin today's show with an introduction from our Roland Chris host. It's ironic that the one group with the power to affect the fate of employees when they retire, the Retirement Plan Committee, is the one group in an organization that is often randomly selected, rarely evaluated, and seldom held accountable. But that's changing. Demands on committees are higher than ever as expectations for better retirement outcomes increase. Independent, thorough committee assessments are becoming more and more crucial Each member must have faith in the capability and intent of their committees, particularly in response to demanding compliance requirements and recent changes in the U.S. Department of Labor's plan audits and other regulators like the Federal Trade Commission that now affect retirement plan management. I'm Ron Hagen, Chairman of the Risk Standards Committee at Roland Chris, and it's my pleasure to host this episode of the Excellent Fiduciary Podcast we will address the need to evaluate retirement plan committee performance in this session. While committee reviews are comparable to overall retirement plan assessments, they focus more on the committee's mandates and how well it carries out the demands of participants in the plan, the committee of directors, and federal regulators. Roland Chris created a strategy to address the suggested assessment criteria, and we believe that only individuals in the committee room can evaluate a committee's effectiveness. The Fiduciary Committee Index is an objective, committee-driven, confidential evaluation that enables an organization to examine the capabilities of its Employee Benefit Plan Committee and suggest areas for improvement. Its primary goal is to achieve a high level of oversight excellence. Let's talk about that that goal uh, in some detail. Committee members must agree on the topics they intend to cover during the assessment process, and here are four of the most typical areas of focus. First of all, examine the makeup of the committee. A committee's composition is crucial. For committees to properly manage a retirement plan, they need a range of abilities, knowledge, and experience. And the first step to achieving ideal committee composition is to identify any gaps in the current structure. Examining the committee's makeup offers an opportunity to address member underperformance and gives the committee insight into potential areas for improvement. A second uh, purpose of the goal of a committee assessment is to establish and evaluate the committee's culture. Examining committee dynamics and culture is a tremendous opportunity provided by assessments. It answers such questions as, does the culture value disagreement and free discourse? Does it encourage communication and exchange of knowledge? Or does it have members who monopolize conversations and exclude opposing viewpoints? Another objective in the goal setting for a committee assessment is the enhancement of committee procedures. Committees can use assessments to evaluate their governance methods, study the quality and quantity of management information they receive, and propose future process adjustments. Through evaluations, committees can establish whether they are using their time wisely during meetings and whether their agendas are balanced to include strategic, compliance, and tactical subjects. Uh, 
And then a fourth detail in the goal setting for a committee assessment is to prepare the committee for the for, for succession. Evaluations can be really helpful in identifying the talents and backgrounds needed based on the benefit plan skill requirements. For example, a fiduciary committee that oversees a health and welfare plan exclusively may not have a high demand for investment-related knowledge among its members. Additionally, evaluations might motivate committees to adopt a more strategic and less reactive approach to membership succession. Well, let's talk about what committee members should evaluate during assessments. Evaluations by a committee's members can pinpoint areas that require improvement and make it possible for committees to assess their future readiness. Reviews can also show the concerns that planned fiduciaries think need greater attention. People working closely with a committee outside the meeting room may also be asked their opinions during an evaluation process. To learn what the committee performs well from its perspective and where the members feel it might improve, uh, for instance, engagement with the information technology leader on cybersecurity issues is a way to accomplish that. Well, here are nine points of an assessment to get you started. Are key responsibilities noted in the charter carried out? Are the size and composition adequate? Do members have the appropriate degree of input into agenda setting? Is the time allotted for meetings and their frequency adequate? Is information needed to prudently manage the plan received timely? And is the information sufficiently relative to all of the committee's duties? How well do the members work together? What's the appropriateness of committee discussion? Are updates and information received outside of scheduled committee's uh, meetings thorough and timely? And what's the committee's overall level of effectiveness? Well, let's talk for a moment about who should conduct a planned committee assessment. The respective committee chair typically conducts committee assessments. Assessments of effectiveness are typical for Fiduciary committees in retirement plan sector, health and welfare, and any other qualified benefit plan program. Some use external advisors to help facilitate the assessment process. Now, external advisors as neutral intermediaries can help create a more comfortable atmosphere that fosters openness and candor from members. However, any external facilitator that a committee selects must be highly experienced in employee benefit plan operations and fiduciary best practices. Let's talk about some of the techniques that are used to conduct fiduciary committee assessments. There are actually several different methods. Examples are written surveys, questionnaires, group discussions, and private interviews conducted by the committee chair or a third-party advisor. And let's look at some of these in more detail. We'll talk first of all about surveys and questionnaires. There are many different ways to build questionnaires and they typically had a lot, have a lot of open-ended inquiries. They can provide participants with anonymity, which is a significant advantage. Usually the findings are condensed and submitted to the entire committee. And I'd be happy to send you a sample of a committee assessment questionnaire by email. You may just send it to me at uh, Ron Hagen at this email address. Excellent fiduciary at RolandChris.com. Let's talk about uh, what I'll call facilitated conversations as a technique for conducting an assessments. Some committees employ 
facilitated conversations to encourage dialogue regarding the committee's effectiveness. Usually, the committee's chair or an outside facilitator moderates these kinds of conversations. And uh, discussion topics are frequently offered in advance, and members are then encouraged to suggest new ones. And then the third and most common approach to conducting a committee assessment is through personalized interviews. Some committees supplement written surveys with one-on-one interviews with each committee member. The interviewer could be the principal director, the head of the committee, uh, or the third-party facilitator. Open-ended questions are best used. They encourage greater participation. And the committee should discuss the outcomes of the interview process with members' comments paraphrased without attributing the comments to the individuals who made them. In some circumstances, committee leadership may decide to meet with each committee member separately to discuss their input. All right, we've done an assessment. Now what? What happens after the assessment? You need to have the appropriate follow-up if you want to gain anything from the examination. This is crucial in establishing committee culture and effective committees using the information developed during the assessment to comprise an action plan. Additionally, leadership for a committee must keep the entire committee informed on the status of the action plan and its implementation. The chair can accomplish this by allocating time to review the findings and conducting in-person what I'll call readouts to committees. The assessment results should guide the rules for the succession of future committee membership. Strong fiduciary committee oversight, sound committee governance, and continual improvement are all influenced by an efficient assessment process. In addition, committees can make assessments useful by using the proper procedure, and that calls for committee members ready to participate honestly and adequately and to follow up on the assessment's results as well as strong leadership to steer the process. Well, before we finish today's episode, remember to ask me for a copy of the committee assessment questionnaire I mentioned a few minutes ago, and you may make your request to me, Ron Hagen, at excellentfiduciary at rolandchris.com. Well, thank you for your participation in this podcast. We enjoy receiving feedback, so please send us your comments by email at excellentfiduciary at rolandchris.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and I hope you'll join us on our next podcast. And until then, have a great day.